Today on The Breakdown, we bring out the heavy hitters, everybody. Like, this isn't the six-inch sub, you know? It's the six-foot sub. <laughs> it's more food than you can eat, because we have the main event champion in the house, Espen Yorstad. He's won $10 million very recently, and he's up for, for you know, for trouble <laughs> and whatever else people want to do because he's playing in the Hustler Casino Live $100, $200 cash game. And he is playing a hand against a guy named Hank, which is more than enough. That's enough to sell you on this, and we don't even have to keep going. But let me say this as well. Flashy plays will be made. Like, like really flashy. Like, that's right, I'm saying it. Ezra Miller level flashy. Can, can we continue? It's an unknown. Is it okay to say that? Probably. It probably is right now, but how will history look back on it? We'll find out on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Hey. Well done. Thank you. Two notes. Hank is not Hank Person, who you might expect it to be. Who's Hank Person. Yeah, that's the guy who's like, he's the guy who yelled at, Helm Youth in the Heads Up match, and he did... That's Eric Person. Oh, it's Eric Person. For some reason, I thought his name was Hank. Yeah. He looks like a Hank, I guess. He does a little bit, but he is not. He's got Hank energy. (laughs) That's what the the kids say. (laughs) That's funny. The kids always say people have Hank energy. Um, So, yeah, there is no Hank Person who plays poker that I'm aware of. I mean, there probably is someone, but not... Yeah. So, never mind that. What's your other note? Because Jesus. Um, you actually did the name of the Hustler stream correctly for once in your life. I've never pointed it out, but you always say Hustler Live Casino, which isn't a thing. <laughs> I, instead of Hustler Casino yeah. Live. It's HCL, man. Everyone knows that. Yeah, yeah. It's Come Hustler on. Casino Live. Yeah. Yeah. Which is currently embroiled in a little bit of controversy. A little bit. Uh, just last night, in fact. Was We're going to talk about that because oh. Garrett opens this pot. So we have to talk a yeah. little but just a little bit. Yeah, because Garrett's embroiled in this controversy. Yeah. Uh, 100, 200, 400 are the blinds, and Garrett's going to open to 1,200 um, with Queen Four of Spades. He's, he's going to be a garbage person, but let's talk about what happened. The other stuff that okay. happened. So, really quickly, I'm sure most people know about this, but maybe it's been a week or two. Maybe you haven't thought about it, or maybe you missed it. Um, Garrett is in a hand against Robbie. Uh, Robbie is one of the newer players. Um, he has eight, seven of clubs. She has jack of clubs, four of who knows, not clubs. Uh, the flop is, I think, I think it's blind versus blind. Also small blind versus big blind. So she calls a race pre-flop fine, whatever. Um, the flop is, I believe it's 10, nine, nine, but it might be 10, 10, nine. It's one of those with two clubs. So Garrett flops the open and straight flush draw. He bets, I think 2000 or 3000 or something like that. She calls. It's already a little weird, but not impossible. She's got position. She's got the jack of clubs. It's not crazy. The turn is uh, a three, an offsuit three. Garrett continues for 10,000, and Robbie uh, min raises to 20,000. Weird, but, you know, people do weird shit all the time. Still, everything feels very above board. Garrett thinks a little bit moves in for, like, 130,000 or 120,000 or whatever, whatever the move-in is. And he, of course, has her covered, so he moves her in for what, certainly into the six figures, right? 120K or so. This is, this is what happens. Robbie uh, checks her cards for a little bit. She throws out a time chip, which is already very weird. Bart Hansen doing the commentary. Very confused by this. Um, and after about 20 more seconds, calls with the jack high. Nothing. They run it twice. She wins both times. Then she tables her hand, and Garrett has a completely shell-shocked look on his face understandably, what the hell could possibly have just happened, right? Um, he's quiet for a very long time. By the way, Eric Person is sitting right next to him on his right and is just laying into him, having a great time. Like <laughs> He's like, that is a really, really impressive call there. Wow, that is really, I, you, this is an amazing thing I've seen here. You know, he's just having a great time, um, which is, you know, fair enough. Like, he's sure. allowed to do that. Uh, after about 15 minutes, Garrett gets up and seems to just almost go for a walk. Uh, I think he starts talking to Ryan Feldman off camera, but you can sort of see them in the background. At some point, Robbie, I think, is summoned by Ryan, who's the producer of the show. The three of them are talking for a while, and then Robbie comes, gets some chips, and gives them to Garrett. Gives Garrett his $131,000 back. Um, Garrett then comes back, packs up, leaves the game. Uh, Robbie comes back. By the way, when Garrett was shell-shocked before he left, he started asking Robbie why she made the call. 
Um, and she's really kind of giving it to him also. She's like, you know, you look like you want to kill me, Garrett. What's the problem? And, you know, like, you always try and do this to me. You know, it can't always work. And I'm going to get you again and stuff like that. But then she says, I put you on ace high. That's one of her answers for why she made the call, which is a strange thing to say when you have Jack high and call for $110,000 more or whatever it is. Um, so, so that all happened. She then gives the money back to him. Her partner, her business partner, who's in the game, and it later turns out she has acknowledged since that is staking her in this game, who's sitting two to um, Garrett's right, then loses his mind. Now, that's his money. I can understand why. He just lost his mind. But he starts screaming at Garrett pretty intensely. Again, sort of off camera, but you can hear it and see it a little bit. Um, Garrett leaves. Phil, Phil Ivey's in the game. He packs up and leaves, too, like right away. He's like out of there. Um, and then a little later on, Robbie comes on stream and says, um, like, they do, like, a, an interview with her to try and explain what the hell just happened. And she says that she thought she had Jack 3 misread her hand. Apparently, she had Jack 3 the hand before, by the way. But misread her hand and thought she had Jack 3 again, which I have to say doesn't feel super plausible because I, I, if you watch, you can see her absolutely look at her cards after he moves in. So it isn't like she did. She also says in the interview, I think, that she hadn't checked her cards once he moved in, but she does. Um, if she hadn't checked her hand, I guess, if she never looked at her hand again, I guess you could maybe think that's possible. I've gotten that wrong. It feels less likely to me, personally anyway, this is my take on it, um, because she definitely looks at her cards. <laughs> and by the way, the four is the bottom card. You can see when she rolls it over later. So that's the one she's most likely to see. Um, if she only looked at one, that's the one you would see first most of the time anyway. Um, anyway, Garrett then did a six page tweet about you know how he believes very strongly she was cheating and she offered to give him the money back he did not ask for it um and so he accepted and now she is now tweeting that she wants him to give the money back to her and it's just a total shit show joe ingram did a nine and a half hour live stream with sean deeb about this she went on this is where she acknowledged getting staked by um her partner rip anyway that's where we currently are you've already sort of heard where i am any any thoughts you want to say I just don't know what happened. It's yeah. so weird. Like, so weird. Even with Jack three, it's a very strange play. Like, sure, people at might have a pa- at least you have a pair. At least you have a board. pair, but like you're calling a like yeah. seven million blinds on the turn with bottom pair. I like, mean, we know when Garrett's moving in, it's always with equity. But maybe it's not fair to say that she knows that. Right? Yeah. So maybe she's just bluff catching and thinks a pair is fine. And even if it's a pair, I mean, look, if if you're maybe that's a. No, it's not, because you're blocking, you're blocking his draws with the jack of yeah. clubs, so it's a bad play. But if she doesn't understand that, because she was actually saying, I had a blocker, as if that was a good reason to call at mm-hmm. one point. She was explaining that to the table, which is like, well, that's the reason not to. But if you don't know that, that's fine, right? Like, I can't kill her for that. Yeah, we can, we can allow her to be a terrible player. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. The thing is... The whole looking at the cards... That, that is the biggest piece Giving of the money back. That's the other one. I've never heard of anyone doing that in the history of the world. Didn't you say something along the lines of she was kind of fighting back and then Garrett said something like, you know, millions of people are probably going to see this and that's when she gave the money back. This is all according to Garrett. Yeah. And Garrett's tweets, yes. That she was, she was explaining, explaining. He said, yeah, millions of people are going to do it, see it. He said her face fell and she, then she immediately offered to give them. He was turned to leave because he thought it was over. And she said, I'll, how about I give you the money back? And he said, yes. Um, so today, there's a big Twitter war about this. And one of the things that the, the most dubious um, arguments on her side, not that she's making these, um, are number one, um, it's a terrible hand to get it in with against eight, seven of clubs anyway. You're 47%. Like, why would you do that? Yeah. And my response, and other people have made this response too, of course, is I mean, she probably didn't know his exact hand. How would she know his exact hand? But she might have known that she was ahead. If someone could give her one signal, like they knew it could, could be his business partner, which is two to the right, or if someone somehow can see the cards, it's much easier to give that signal than he has the eight and the seven of clubs exactly. Yeah. Right? Um, so to me, that's part one. I've also seen people say things like, well, you know, Phil Helmuth moved in with queen four and no one thought he was cheating. It's like, well, well Phil Helmuth moved in and was behind badly. And it was and he had fold equity, didn't he? He did have fold equity. And, uh, well, then, oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. Well, he called it off. Well, he, he actually called it yeah, off. Yeah, he called it off. You're no, right. he did not have fold equity. Um, he three bets and then calls it off, I think. But um, it's a horrible play by Phil. Everyone said it was horrible. But it isn't like... It isn't like Alex Fox and a jack high there. Alex Fox and a two nine. Yeah, There's yeah. no way Phil could have been cheating. Yeah. Right? Helmuth, Helmuth was behind by a lot. Yeah. And, and Phil was doing the thing of like, well, I should have enough equity. I hope I can call. Right? Yeah. If, if he's got ace jack or ace king or something like that, I'm probably barely good enough to call here. Yeah. Um, 
and he was wrong, and he got lucky and won anyway. That's a really different situation, by the way, than calling off an extra 110000 actual dollars with Jack High. When by the way, when on. the equities are less condensed because it's on the flop, it's no longer pre-flop where the equities are the most condensed. It's actually on the turn even. when they On the turn, right, right, right. Exactly. No, 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 like, right, it's really different. It's a really different spot. And so, so equating that stuff doesn't make any sense to me at all. The other thing I think that's at least an important piece to throw into this if you're trying to decide where you fall on this, not that you have to even have an opinion, but everyone does, is that Garrett has never in his history ever accused anyone of anything. He's always the coolest, best loser I've ever seen in poker. No, yeah, he's, not, he's super chill about all... When players make terrible plays against him and win hundreds of thousands of dollars, he's like, nice hand. You so, know? so crypto Twitter, a bunch of that... Or not crypto, I'm sorry. Poker <laughs> Twitter, a bunch of... A bunch of people in poker Twitter are calling him like the sore loser and a bad person and all that. And I'm like, you can say lots of things. But number one, it's reasonable for him to think he was cheated. Even if you could say he doesn't have any proof, that's totally fair. And number two, he had to act like he shouldn't be, he shouldn't act this way one time in like the six years he's been on TV or on stream or whatever, where he's taken beat after beat and crushed in all these different ways. Obviously, he's the big winner in the game. But still, um, he's as gracious a loser as anyone has ever been. Um, So I don't think it's a reasonable thing to act like he's being a dick here out of nowhere. Um, Look, I wasn't there for the conversation between him, her, and Robbie. I believe his side of it. She's saying she was bullied into giving him the money now. I'm more apt to believe Garrett just because I've seen Garrett a lot. But I don't really know anything either. Well, it's kind of like, it's not the same as the possible thing. It's not nearly as obvious. No, of course not. But it's kind of like with the possible thing, there's no direct evidence. The evidence is the way he played. Right, and so that's yeah. the fishiest part is like that you would ever play yes. that hand that way. Yes, exactly. You know, it's weird too because there are things she could have said that would have made it more believable to me. One, she could have said, "I put you on eight seven. Yeah. Why did she say I put you on ace high? Uh, so it was a really dumb thing to say. Yeah. Well, if she thought she had a three, putting yeah. on ace high makes sense. Yeah. And at, there's one point when she says, "Is a three good?" But then another time says she doesn't have a pair. Yeah. So and then she looks at her hand. So I don't know why we'd believe any of that. I don't know. Um, but, like, she could have said, I have a tell on you. Doesn't she just have to say that? Like, I could tell you were really weak and wanted me to fold. Now, still, you could say, and Garrett's point is, a lot of my bluffs are beating jack four. Yeah. And it's true, but she may not be smart enough to know that. Or, or smart is the wrong word. Be good enough at poker, I should say. Sure. To know that. Um, so, that, at least she could, I think she could have gotten away with that explanation. Like, she could have survived with that explanation. Say, like, yeah, I put him on, you know... Fuck it. I guess it's got to be 8-7. I don't yeah. know what else it really could be. Jack-8 has you in real nice yeah, shape. Yeah, Jack-8's a problem. But, um, Queen-Jack's a problem. Yeah, all those. King-Queen's king a problem, by yeah. the way. Yeah, King-Jack's a problem. There's a lot of problems. Most of the clubs are problems. Yeah. Not all of them, but most of them, right? Yeah. That Garrett's going to play as a raised preflop anyway. Yeah. Like, a lot of the clubs are problems, too. But there are some hands you're beating, at least. I don't know. That would have been, a, to me, a, a savvier explanation if she was cheating. Another thing in her favor, there's no other hand, I think, in this stream or any other stream that she's played where there seemed to be any like really weird irregularity with her decision-making. In fact, she at times, I think, does fold the best hand um, earlier in the stream. So it isn't like Mike Possel where it's like hand after hand after hand of this like insane stuff going on. There's it just seems, this one hand. So with, that with, is important. Without any of these being actual accusations, I'm going to do some theories. Okay. It seems likely to me especially with what you just said, that it's not a possible-like situation where there's actually somebody who has access to the stream giving her information. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem likely to me. It seems to me that the most likely way that this happened is the business partner right. somehow saw Garrett's hand, and they had like a pre-planned thing in case there was a big spot where they could signal, like, you're ahead, and that's the only right. information you could get is, is like... Or they, like, maybe they could... I, I don't know how he would know she's ahead. Maybe she can signal to him her hand somehow. Oh, that's tough. Yeah, if she's signaling her hand, then he can signal his uh, Garrett's hand. So yeah. that doesn't make any sense. Um, maybe he could signal something like get the biggest card in Garrett's hand is an eight or something. Yeah. Well, then, but she could be worried about, like, Garrett sometimes has a pair with an eight, but usually not if he moves in there. Yeah. He doesn't know. He would never move no. in there, actually, with a pair. But I don't know if she knows that. I don't know if she's good enough to know that even. So, yeah, how does he tell her that he, Garrett has eight seven, you know, or you're ahead if he doesn't know her hand? Yeah, yeah that's quite... Because just you're ahead, she could be like, well, Garrett could have Queen Jack and he could think I'm ahead too because I called the flop, yeah. you know? So actually, even that... So it's actually hard to come up with ways that this could work unless someone can see both hands and yeah. let her know that she's ahead. Right. Which, there are ways that could happen too. Someone's got to be on the inside at Hustler. I mean, that's asking a lot. I mean, it could just be a face value thing where she's not cheating. She really thought she had a three and she just made this play with a three in her head. It's just weird that she... 
said she didn't look back at her cards and she thought she had a three when she looks at her cards after he goes all in. Like, how would you make that mistake then? Yeah. I guess it's possible she only looked at the jack of clubs when she picked up her cards. We can't really know. And she's like, well, I have the jack of clubs. In her mind, that's a good block or when it's a terrible block. Yeah. Maybe she thinks that's a good block. She's like, that's she already thinks she already knows the other cards are three in her mind. I mean, I, I guess, guess it's possible. I guess saying I put you on ace high is actually like in her favor a little bit of as far as not cheating. I mean, she says that, but she says a lot of things. That's just one of the things she says, yeah. to be fair, about like what she put him on and what well, that's she better than saying on. I put you on seven eight, actually, as far as uh, not not cheating. If you're trying to also uh, say that you had jack three. Right. That's true. That is true. Um, she does. It's, the whole thing is really, really bizarre. I mean, it's, it's worth watching. Like there's I'm sure by now, but certainly by the time this is coming out, there's got to be lots of video um, on this on YouTube. Lots of like. You know, where you can watch all the things in, yeah. in sequence and probably people making commentary and freezing stuff. All that stuff is probably... By the time by. this podcast comes out, which is six days after we're recording it, uh, a lot more information may have come out about this. Isn't it like three days after? Are we putting this, out? this is a Thursday podcast. Yeah, today's Monday. Today's Friday. Is it really? Yeah. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> huh. That's only in our land here, Jonathan really and thought, Grant land. I really thought it was... I thought it was Monday this whole time. It's definitely Friday. God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is Friday. Oh, that's that's what it is. That's the life of a podcaster and poker player yeah, and whatever I guess, else I am. I guess so. You just don't even know what it is. All right. So anyway, I don't know that we need to spend any more time on this right now, but I just thought it seems relevant, and that's our quick hit thoughts on it anyway. Yeah. So Wonka from Poker Time mm. texted us just before this, like, is this the death of live stream poker? It's like, no. Absolutely not. Of course not. If In I, no way. Yeah. This Nobody cares. <laughs> like Nobody really cares. I mean, was Possel the death? Like, Possel changed things a little bit. I mean, Possel actually made... It's a lot safer to play on yes. live streams because now nobody allows phones and smartwatches and stuff. And that, mm-hmm. that diminishes a lot of the cheating opportunities if there's any sort of uh, internal collusion that can happen. Yeah. Um, but a quick thing before we get to the hand is like, this made me think about like how to protect yourself from cheating in mm-hmm. general. Ever, no matter what we want to think, Poker players are a pool of people who are worse than the average pool of people. Yes. It's just like, it, it, because it attracts cheaters and scammers like uh, Jonathan and I know plenty of cheaters and scammers just from our careers of playing poker in a small pool of players in a a mid to large size US city no it's it's happening everywhere everywhere you know because because of the nature of the game it's a cash game where cash gets transacted a lot and it just attracts scummy people and a lot of these scummy people don't feel scummy but they are and you never know who could be trying to cheat you, right? Yep. Like, you have to have that mindset when you're playing poker, live and online, apparently, everywhere. You know? It's shitty. Uh, it's very much a buyer beware, beware situation with a lot of this stuff. So, I, like, I'm aware that, like, where I play, which I play re- relatively frequently in cash games, there's got to be one to two players in the regular pool of players who are trying to find ways to cheat. I don't know who they are or what. Mm-hmm. Just like statistically, based on the population, yeah. that's just how it is. And that's true for you too, gentle listener. Unless yeah. you're just playing in a home game with friends only. Right? Even your home game with friends, it's not guaranteed no one's trying to cheat you. I know that sucks, but it is It's true. less likely. It's much less likely. Yeah. Um, so what are some things you can do to protect yourself is a good question. Well, first of all, never give anybody any fucking money. Like, no mm-hmm. matter... Unless they're your really good friend and you really know them. You have to be 100% that you're going to get this money back. Or it has to be an amount of money that, you just, you, that you're basically donating to Right. Them. So you, this is on the scamming side, not the cheating side. Right. Yeah, but like... Eh, it's kind of the same thing anyway. Sort of, but cheating is more like game-based yes. stuff. Yes. Where this is like, hey, can I, I, I forgot my money for this $500 tournament. Can you how spot many me? Times, how many times have we been asked that in our lives? Yeah, you know, I know. So people people have stopped asking me because I, I yeah. always... I never give anyone... I yeah. will give you money. Yeah. Uh, there's like four people I would give money to, and that is it, and you're one of them, and yeah. that's it. You know, and, and I just always say to everyone else, and you guys feel free to use this, I say... I have a policy against lending out money. And yeah. that actually works 100% of the time. People back down immediately when I yep. say that. No one, no one acts like I'm a dick. By the way, you're not a dick. Right, of course. You don't have to give people your money. Yeah. Like, so just don't give anybody any money in a poker room ever. Basically. Yeah, that's, that's a great, great rule. Now, there are some exceptions to this rule. Like if you know the person pretty well and it's a cash game and they don't have enough money and they will Venmo you immediately. Like, they Venmo you, they just have to Venmo you first. Yeah. Really. If, I mean, you don't even have to know them if they yeah. Venmo you first. That's right, right. fine. That's fine. Yeah. Um, but that's really different. Yeah, it is different. Um, but as far as cheating goes, something that I always do, I was talking with Jonathan before the podcast about this, the most common way that like a low level cheat is going to do it is probably card marking in most cases. 
So I always cover my hand with my hand, like my poker hand with my regular hand. So mm-hmm. like you can't really see the cards. See, I always cover my hand with my hand, but it's the other way. I cover my, my real hand with my poker right, hand. Right, right, of course. So, so I don't so know if can't... I'm doing as good a job. Yeah, maybe not. <laughs> my, my hand marking, though, they can't see that if yeah, they, they mark can... my hand yeah, anyway, that's right. my, my real hand. Um, yeah, I don't know if that's actually the most common way people would cheat or not, but it certainly is, a, is an easy fix to do what yeah. you do. I do that probably 70% of the time, but I'm never doing it for that reason. Mm. So now that you said that, which you said to me about an hour ago, yeah. um, I think I'm going to strive to do that consistently because it's so easy. And yeah. why not, basically? At least take that piece, potential piece of information away from everyone. It's just a best practice right. kind of thing. Beyond that, it's hard to do anything. I mean, in this case, like, I wonder what streams can do to stop things like, like this because... It feels a little bit off. It's always felt a bit off to me, especially in a cash game, to have a player playing in it who's being staked by another player in the game. Yes. That always feels a little odd, but it happens. You know, Helmu stakes Matisau, and they play in the same game. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anything going on there, but, you know, like... Helmu, I've seen Helmu announce it as the game starts, at yeah. least. Which is, I think that's fair and reasonable. Right. But we play in games, even here in Portland, where players stake other players and do not announce it. And I found out, like, through the grapevine that both of them are in the game and one stake in the other. And I do not like that at all and question the integrity of the game to some degree. Right. You know, because, like, how are they going to play hard at each other? They're yeah. not, of course they're not. I've been in games where I've staked the player, too. I mean, I've seen what happens. Like, yeah. there's just... That guy is not going to come at you if you're the staker unless they've got the nuts. They're just right. not going to fucking do it, you know? Right, and so that's not so bad in a cash game because it doesn't necessarily affect the other players that it can. much. It can. The bad thing is if it goes further than that. And they like the staker, you know, wants the player to win and, and helps them with signals and stuff. I mean, think you know? about it this way though: you're in a game, you're in a cash game with the person you stake or the or the person who stakes you, and you basically have a rule that once your heads up, either you check it down or if it's sort of not not reasonable to check it yeah. down because of the hands, essentially you you give the person a refund because yeah. you're on the same team, right? Right. So then. There are times when it's really advantageous to work hard to get heads up. Oh, so that, well, that would be definitely collusion. Like when you're trying to three bet somebody out of the pot. Right. And I'm saying the other person doesn't even have to be in on it, though. You can just, because you know what, the, what yeah. you guys are going to do once you get there. It's a little bit more, op- it's like if I raise here, I'm almost always going to knock this other player out, and then I never have to put another dollar in effectively, yeah. no matter what. So I can play this hand this way. I've got ace king on an ace high board, and I just raise. And now, even if my stake E has got me screwed, guess what? It's okay. But if I keep this third player in, I might lose a lot of money. Yeah. Kind of a thing. It's impossible to police that, though. You also get to knock that player's equity out. I mean, it's a, these things happen. So, like, you, it's impossible to police for sure. But I'm saying there's all these problems. Yeah. This whole thing and is I, I don't like know if a there's, and there's dodgy. Not really it's any, dodgy. There's not really any way to protect yourself against that. Nope. I don't, I don't think there is. Yeah. You can ask people, is anyone staking anyone here? But they don't have to answer. Yeah. And, and if they have nefarious intent, they're definitely not going to answer. Right. The thing is, you don't even have to have nefarious intent to end up in some of these spots either. Yeah. You know, it's the whole thing is, it's a little dodgy, but everyone plays so bad. And when I say everyone, I mean the, the general population. Yeah. I don't mean, you know, like the good players, but there's a lot of really bad players who play poker yeah, still- and there's, it makes it profitable anyway. Right. Significantly profitable anyway, even yeah. I would say. Right. So, yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I just wish I wish there was a way to do something about the staking thing, but I don't know what I don't know what there really is. I mean, online you can they have ways now of doing stuff where you like I think I don't know if it was ACR, but someone started or GG I think it was yeah. where like you stake directly through GG and you actually can see everyone's relationships with each other um, within that. Now, obviously, you could stake them outside of GG yeah. too and all these other things, but at least that's trying to be more open about it. Yeah, that's like a step in the right direction. Yeah, I mean, even to the point where you and I, when we play tournaments, when mm-hmm. we play the same tournament which we just started doing again recently, um, we, we swap, yeah. which is a very common thing. And, you know, like, we've been in spots where, like, it gets a little weird, you know? Like, you move in for 15 blinds. I have a hand that I would call most people with, but I also have people behind me, and I know your ranges, and it's, like, pretty close. And I'm like, well, why would I call? Yeah, of like, course. How, why, why do I... I don't want to bust Grant. I don't, I don't want to give all my chips to Grant, but I also don't really want to bust him. Like, it does change the equation a little bit. And, like, we're doing that... We're not trying to... To, to fuck people over, but it still probably hurts the other players a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it's a little less of a problem in tournaments, even though everybody does it who yes. has poker friends and goes yes. to tournaments, but it's less of a problem in tournaments because you're not selecting your seat in your game. Of course, right? It's, it's, like We're it's playing in like, with that, 400 other players, so yeah. we have to be, end up at the same table for that to become an issue, right? right? And we're not trying to find spots for that. It's just like, it can't help but change the thought process. Yeah. The um, other thing is, and I, I mean, just to say this, like when you've swapped with someone, Unless they are a crazy person, they're very unlikely to bluff you. Yeah. Why would they bluff you? Yeah. Right? Um, sometimes they may feel they need to win a pot or two, so right. they, they lose their mind. But mo- like in certain spots, like 
Like it's like Bicknell against Foxen when they were yeah. in his Jacks against Aces. And it's like, I sort of get why, um, I think it was Foxen got away from the Aces because he's like, she would just never bet a worse hand yeah. because against me here, she would never do that, right? right. Because we're like fiancés and like, yeah. it's not cool. And she knows that. And I know that. Like it would, we would just never do that to each other, right? Like that changes, that makes everything easier, right? And like it's not easy. The other guy has to play against two fully people who've got all the bluffs but like but that's i mean that, and that's that's just the nature that's just the way the way it is swapping is not going to go away monogamous relationships aren't going to go no, away no. And, and even friendships like some people are just not going to bluff their friends right some people are going to bluff their friends harder but then they know it but staking in cash games is different yeah it feels a little it different it is you know? i agree i agree it's very different because you can be in a spot where you're constantly in the same cash game with the person you stake and i see this happen at, yeah. even in portland um and now you got two people who are at least a little bit on the same team and maybe very much on the same team. All right, inside baseball. Let's, let's get inside baseball a little bit here. Okay. We have a stream game, Poker Time. Yeah. Um, it's not live, so it's slightly different than the other stream games, but it is a game on TV, on the YouTube. Should we enact a policy that, that the players have to sign something that they're not staked or staking somebody in the game? I don't know about that, but I think we should actually ask them all before yeah. we start from now on, now that we're talking about yeah, it. We that, absolutely should. We should. It makes sense. So that way all the players know It can at least be up. announced. Yeah. You know, maybe we don't have to ban staking in from we the could game. Say, no, we could say, like, is anyone staking anyone else at this table? Yeah. And it's okay if you are, but we want everyone to know. Yeah. And then they can say what they say, and we move on. And then if someone lies about it, and it comes out later, that's, on, that's all their problem. Then but they're banned. At least know. we're trying to, like, protect the players a little bit more and giving... We should definitely do that. Yeah. Okay. Hey, new policy just created for just poker like time. Just like that. Incredible. Yeah. What, a, what a deal. Hey, let's get to this hand, though. All right. Garrett, not yet scorned. This is many months ago. So he's, he's okay. currently in, in the state that we're talking about him. He's just a happy boy. He's in the state of California. And he's got queen four of spades, and he's opening the button, and he's like, I'm Garrett. Yeah. Nobody's ever going to cheat me. I'm Garrett. <laughs> 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 he opens a 1,200. Crypto, or I keep saying crypto. What, what po- is wrong with you? Poker Twitter loves me. I'm Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> And it will always be like this. 100, 200, 400 with a $200 big blind. And he opens okay. the 1,200 from the button with queen four of spades fine. Mm-hmm. He's not going to matter. Guy named Hank. Very well dressed. That's all I got on him. Great. Um, he's got 84K. And he's in the big blind, which is the second of three blinds with nine of spades, nine of clubs. He calls, which feels like a massive mistake. Not a massive mistake, but a bit of a mistake at the very least. It feels like a pretty big... Are they, is he super deep? 84K. He's, so he's got 200... Uh, big blinds. At least he's super deep. I mean, too, that, not super deep. That's deep enough that at least I, I wouldn't do it, but at least he's got like he's deep enough that some good things. Can How happen. about knocking out Espen Jorstad from the third blind yeah. and also attacking Garrett's extremely wide button range when you yeah. have a nice hand? These these are all things. I mean, he doesn't really have a nice hand, does he? Nines. I thought you said oh nine. I thought you said nine spades six of no, clubs. Nine nine God, nine. I'm a complete fool. Yeah, you're you're. You're oh, wor- nines. For sure he should raise. You're worse than the cheaters. This is like a really straightforward raise most of the time. By the way, you could sometimes call with this hand, though. You it's can. Okay, it's okay to call with this hand. Yeah. It's surprising to have a hand this strong. It is. It's a hand you can get it in for 200 blinds against Garrett's button range. I mean, you can, can you? Yeah, you can. It's not great. It's okay. It kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, but you, you can see Garrett going off with King Queen and stuff like that sometimes. Maybe, but only I think if you've been three betting him a lot, is he going to four bet you a lot, right? And then, by the way, you're going to have to five bet, and is he going to have to six bet all in unless you put in a huge look, five bet? All right, look, just call, saying it's hard to get it yeah, in with nines. Calling is fine, yeah, but it's I, okay to I, I, I kind of strongly prefer three. Of betting. course, of course, against Garrett, who's opening a million buttons, it's an easy three, and bet. we can knock out the third blind, yep. which is really nice with two nines. And your stat instead is going to have like eight hundred to win like thirty five hundred or something like that. So he's calling most of the time, yeah. And we're out of position to both great players, yeah. There's that's just that is reason enough to essentially never call from this from the big blind with these two players, especially. Right. Where we're clearly the worst player and out of position to vote. Yorstad, by the way, you want to do a quick hand in on him? Does does sure. he have a lot of success outside of the main event win? I didn't I believe he really does. know that. I believe he going. does. Um, I think he's both a cash game player and but he's mostly online. But I think he's done very, very well online. He's an online player, I don't trust him. They all have they all use RTAs. All of them. I mean, some of them do. I, I'm not actually accusing Espen Yorstad of using RTAs. That's of good. His no, his hand in is unimpressive. Besides this win, he's he's got his total Hendon is ten thousand ten million five hundred thousand. He won ten million in the main event, but I think he was an online crusher type. Like yeah, I big, think people like a big time. I remember crusher. people talking about him like he was a dude that you should know about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like 
People are not surprised that he won. You yeah. Know I mean? People are like, oh, yeah, yeah, he was probably the best player. He has like the most technical skill at the table, yeah, that yeah, type yeah. of stuff. He like studies like crazy all the time. So he's this guy is good. Successful. This yeah. guy is very good. I think that's what we should take from him. Yeah. All right. He's in the third blind with 50,000 in front of him. Okay. So he's pretty short for the game with the 400 third blind. Seems like with, with 10 million, well, I guess he said he had 56% of himself, and then there's taxes, whatever. But with enough, as much money as he has in his pocket, he should probably top up to at least 200 blinds in this game, you would think. Um, yeah, maybe they just recently added the $400. Maybe. I mean, he's the one putting the straddle on. Maybe it's 100 or 200, he's just straddling. It's a third blind. Oh, it is a third blind. Well, I'm surprised too, but maybe he doesn't feel comfortable playing super, super deep. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he's a cash game short stacker. There, I mean, are, there are those guys. Yeah, I mean, he still has, you know... What, I mean, a reasonable amount of blinds here, right? I mean, yeah, it's over a hundred. Yeah, but but it's not. It's the not, game does not play like it's a hundred blinds deep when it's a, when you have a hundred blinds in these three blind games. Like the raises are bigger and stuff. You you're usually all in by the turn if you're going to be all. I in. mean, Garrett made it three x. Yeah, just saying. Anyway, he's anyway. Espen's going to three bet from the third blind with King Jack of Spades. Cool. That um, seems fine. Yeah, I failed to write down what he three bet to, but it was like sixty something hundred. So that's good enough, right? Yeah. That Six, seems fine. 61 or 6,200 or something like sure, that. Sure, sure. That seems like a fine size, yeah. by the way. Um, you think that's going to work a lot. Um, if you get through Garrett, it's hard to know if you're going to get through the other guy or not, but you've got a great hand and the initiative, and you're deep, and you got position, and this is, should work great. I you're, guess, not, you're not that deep. Um, deep enough. Well, for a cash game, you're actually shallow. If we're comparing it to other spots Actually, if games, the guy calls, you're right. We're going to have like 14K in the pot, and we're yeah. going to have 45K back. You're yeah. not that deep. You're right. So yeah. way to go. I'm wrong. Another again. failure. Yeah. This is why you said you could be all in by the turn because you're, you knew he was going to three bet big, right? And you knew. Well, no, I just call. mean in, there's like a lot of scenarios where you could be all in by the turn with 100 blinds in this game. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's, that's what I meant. Garrett, of course, folds his queen four of spades. What do you want to do as Hank now, knowing that Espen has 44K back here as the effective stack and we have two nines? Oh. It's an amazing squeeze spot for Espen. We it could is. just back raise here. And that's, that's true. That would not, nobody could shit on you for that. Nope. That's a totally good play. That would be totally fine. Um, that seems like a better play than calling out a position against a very, very good player um, who has the initiative. Like, going all in is a lot, but it's kind it of is. okay. It is a lot. Like, we're, we're shoving, what, 40, 40K or so, 50K. We're effectively shoving 50K, 49K to win, like, eight. Yeah. Which sort of sucks. Um, but we, I think we can get called by worse. Yeah, we can get called by flips for sure. And maybe in pocket eights, I think we'll call us. They might, yeah. I think they're going to have to. Um, we're obviously getting called by all the better hands. I don't think we're folding out tens plus. No chance. Ever in a million years. Which no chance. Sucks. So the continuing range ain't great by moving in. And it's a lot, it's which not, is also not great. I mean, I guess it depends a little bit on how many squeezes Espen have. Cause, yes. Because it's going to be hard to play this hand out of position post-flop. Yep. In, unless we flop really well. Yep. You know, so... I don't hate just jamming for the fold equity. Again, I agree. And he, he clearly has plenty of squeezes. He has King Jack. You know, it's suited. And it's not like Espen has 300 blinds yeah. when we're getting it. And he's got like a little over 100 blinds. It's, it can't be that bad at all. It's so got to be fine. I think I prefer a back jam here yeah. to calling. I think I do too. It just, it's an awkward size it's to do it for. It's too bad it's so much. You'd like, you'd like Espen to have, start the hand with like 90 blinds. Yeah. Like it's so much cleaner. But it's, I think it's still probably the best play. I think you're probably right. You just pick up the, the pot so often. Yeah. And, and when sometimes you're, called, you're okay. Sometimes when you get called, you're flipping and that's fine. Yep. And sometimes when you're called, you're crushing. Yeah. Rarely, but sometimes. Yeah. I think that's the play. Yep. Hank calls, though, and I understand. I yep. get it. Me too. It's fine. Pot's going to be 14,100. Okay. You know what you're going to be saying? You're going to be like, I understand. I get it. It's fine. When you realize, oh, shit, I missed the NFL survivor pool on, on, nitro betting mm-hmm. you know you're gonna say that but you you don't mean it right you're I mean, like inside you're like should i just end it now like what's the point of of continuing i understand yeah i get it it's fine yeah yeah i hear you but your face betrays the truth which is that you really fucked up you know like you didn't sign up in time uh-huh. for the nitro betting survivor pool through the link in the poker guys tweets and in in their descriptions of their podcasts i understand you didn't get all the value in the equity i get it yeah and now, now what, what, what are you left with? It's fine. What, answer the question. What are you left with? It's fine. I understand. I get it. It's, it's fine. It's, it's fine. See, don't be Jonathan. You might already be Jonathan. Fine. You might have already missed that. But you know what? They're... Why? Okay. Here's the good news. Why? Here's the good news. There's going to be more deals on the horizon. Okay. There's going to be more stuff going on on the horizon. You still have time 
to capture equity in your life because Nitro Betting is always doing new promotions for the Poker Guys people. Jonathan is still acting like he's actually sad. I'm, no, I'm worried that I yelled a little too loud into the mic. Oh. I feel bad for people who may be like, ah, you know, it's a little yeah. jarring. Well, they'll live. Yeah. Maybe. Just, you, might have, you might have taken out one or two. I apologize for that one. Um, but, you know, maybe those are the ones that, that are already so sad anyway because they didn't use the Nitro Betting link in time for the Survivor Pool. But guess what? They always do something for March Madness. So get in they there do. before March, at least, but also get in there now because they have the monthly tournament. They got the monthly tournament. They have sports betting. They got casino games. It's a great place to be as well as see your money increase or sometimes go down because it's gambling, baby. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it is gambling on Nitro Betting, and we will see you there. Yeah. Use the link in the pinned tweet and, or in the description of this podcast, or you're, you're going to be like Jonathan. You're going to be Why? all existential dread all over the place. Why? Yeah. I believe in nothing now. Yeah. You, there's nothing left for you to care about. We are but dust in the wind. Yeah. I'm a... I'm a... I'm a... Just a big tangle of nerves riding a meat a meat skeleton on this on this on this freaking rock hurtling through space dust, man. Yeah. It sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't be like that. Yeah, I don't. You can, you can be happy if you just use the link. All right, no. so it, it cures nihilism. It's amazing. <laughs> the link cures nihilism. Fourteen thousand one hundred dollars in the pot. Yeah. Nitro betting cures nihilism. That's the new that's the new slogan. Slogo? <laughs> Slogo is, by the way, incredible. A great word, and we need to use it from now on. <laughs> incredible. What a good combo of words. Yeah, I like that. Slogo. Okay. Anyway, fourteen thousand one hundred in the pot. In position is main event champion Espen Yorstad with King Jack of Spades. Unknown Hank, which I think is his actual name, has two black nines out of position. The flop is five of clubs, queen of diamonds, ten of diamonds. Interesting. Boy, the open ender for Espen and a nine would just be. Marty Gras. <laughs> yes, it would be Marty Gras. Gras. Yeah. Yeah. It goes check, check. Rickety, rickety, explain Espen's play to me. I don't really know why Espen is checking here. Like, we obviously, ha- we obviously are going to get some folds right now if we bet. We don't mind getting called. We would prefer a fold. We would, of course, prefer a fold. Is he worried that the, bet- the stack sizes are such that if he bets and gets jammed on, he has to fold and he's got too much equity for that? That's the only thing I can think of. Like, there's 14K in the pot. Um, we've got 44,000 effective here. So if Espen bets like 8,000 and Hank's make, Hank makes it 24,000, and Espen's just going to be like, I can't really call with only 20K back. You could just move in. Moving in where you're always getting called, yeah. I assume. So he just, he just wants to avoid that whole situation because the stack sizes are weird. This is what he gets for not being deeper. Maybe That's all I can come up with. Maybe if there was one spade, he would be more comfortable betting. Right. So at least he had the backdoor spades. I mean, it's surprising to show up with his hand when you get there. You know, but but on the side on the ace side of things, Hank's gonna know to look out for an ace anyway if he can't beat an ace in a three bet pot, right? So it's not a huge deceptive advantage to check back as Espen for that reason. Uh, yeah, um, I think it's I think it's still a surprising check back. You think you're just gonna get a lot of wins here, yeah, and very little shoves. I think you probably win this hand right now against a superior hand. I would think so. Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, so that's a that's a curious play. Yeah. Um, it might, it might be, like you said, the only thing I can come up with is what you said, which is the stack size thing. He just thinks it's going to be awkward if he gets check-raised. So yeah. He doesn't want to deal with that. You get to be a little deceptive. It's not like this board favors Hank to some extreme degree or anything, range-wise, I wouldn't think. Would you? No, not at all. Yeah. I think Hank has a lot of medium pocket pairs, suited aces, stuff like that, right? Sure, he hits the queen sometimes. Okay. Guess what? We have King Jack. It's okay if he's got a pair. Yeah. We can beat that. Sometimes, and, we can, and then if he calls, we have a lot of options on the turn where we can continue if we want to, depending on what the turn card is, or not. You know, like, yeah. we don't have to, but, and we, get, we can see the free card, or we can put a lot of pressure on him, depending on what the turn card is. That sounds great. Yeah. So, I am surprised, to say the least. Maybe Espen is trying, the thing is, yeah, you don't really want to even rep, like, ace high here that's checking back, or, like, a weakish hand, like, even ace 10, which may not be able to call yeah. um, by the river, two big streets. Because um, we actually only have King High, which also can't call two big yeah. streets. Like if we if he had King Queen and he checks, that makes more sense to me because at least he can call the two streets. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Ace Ten can call too. Maybe that would be okay. But it seems very odd to me he doesn't bet. And the only thing I can think of is the stack size stuff. Yeah. Well, that's what happens. Okay. Turns the King of Clubs. So sure. there's now two clubs and two diamonds. We big um, top pair. Feels good. Top pair. Second best kicker for Espen. Mm-hmm. 
Jorstad. Are you sure it's Jorstad or is it Jorstad? I'm pretty sure it's Jorstad, but I do not know for sure well, because I don't know. Might him. be butchering it, and you know that's just part of what we do here at the breakdown. We sometimes say names wrong. Um, all right, so you're pretty much just done with this thing if you're Hank, right? You're like, okay, that's that king is another death. bad card. Death. So Hank checks. Yeah, we're done. All right, Espen checks back. What do you think? May, I, get, I get this one more than I get the yeah, check. Yeah, I get this one more. Well, now, now he can bluff catch yeah. slash, you know, get. Well, he thinks he can only get one street of value anyway from Hansi's beating, right? So he's like, I'll just get it on the river. It's fine. Um, there are two flush draws to protect against. Yep. Although Hank may be betting some of those flush draws some of the time himself. Although when the king comes, not so much. Yeah, he right? might not. Yeah. He may be looking at check raise or just check call. Yeah. Um, I'm a little surprised because this is also now the hand is strong enough that we can bet call if we yeah. get raised, right? We don't have to worry about getting raised anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, it kind of sucks, but. I don't think we're folding if we get raised with this hand, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little too good, unless Hank is just super tight, and I guess we can find a fold. Um, but it's okay to check here because we're definitely going to put a bet in on almost any river, right? Yeah. We're not going to ever – it's never going to go check, check. I can't think of a river where it would go check, check for us, right? If the no. queen pairs and he bets, we're going to call. If he checks, we're going to bet, yeah. right? There's just no card. The, what's the worst card in the deck for us? The Jack uh, the, of Diamonds. The Jack of Diamonds is the worst card in the deck for us. Jack of Diamonds or Jack of Clubs. I guess both. if the Jack of Diamonds comes and he bets, maybe we sometimes find a fold, if we, even though we have two pair, because we think he, if, we, if we think he's tight. I um, mean, I guess that's the one way maybe we don't actually put a bet in on the river. Yeah. But that's it, right? Anything yeah. besides the Jack, a nine or an ace, I think we can probably put in a bet. Well, yeah, I mean, we make a straight. Yeah. Um, any diamond we could put in a bet. It seems very safe. Yeah. So it's okay to check here, but I would expect generally to bet just to deny equity or even charge the hands that can come along. Yeah. Charge the tens and the queens and the open enders and the, and the flush draws and whatever else. I'm surprised he checks, but it's not, like you said, it's not nearly as surprising as the flop check. I agree. But it's just like, you know, pot control, get the one bet in when you feel safer about it type of thing. Mm-hmm. River's the deuce of clubs. It is a third club. Yep. Hank could have clubs... I, Espen can't really have too many clubs. Like, he's going to sometimes, obviously, sometimes he's going to check back clubs in the turn. He checked back King Jack on that flop. So, but yep. traditionally, you don't put him on as many clubs as Hank, who could have ba- sure. backdoor clubs. That said, as Espen, our plan has just got to be if Hank bets, we call, and we have top pair, and we see what happens. You know, like, it's okay. We've, we've controlled the pot so we can make this call really easily when the club is coming. All right. Back. Should Hank bet as a bluff? No. You just got to hope that nines are good against ace, eight or something. He d- pocket eights. He can definitely have the best hand here yeah. when, it goes to, when, when it goes check, check on the turn again. He absolutely has the best hand sometimes. I just yeah. don't know why he'd ever. What are we supposed to get called by when we bet? It's a bluff. Bluff. We're bluffing to get a better hand to fold, but, yeah. but better hands may have already bet a lot of the time. And Maybe are jacks, they gonna, jacks and specifically. Are jacks going to fold if we bet? Why would they fold? Because we bet 45,000. Oh, well, if we do that, they might. Because that's what Hank does. <laughs> He yeah, bets. I was set, obviously, I was setting you up for that. I he bets forty four thousand one hundred into fourteen thousand. Well, that's why now we can say he's bluffing. Maybe, maybe, but maybe it, any kind of normal bet here, a jacks are going to call, right? Probably. All the draws miss. Blah blah. blah. Yeah. Like, there's no action. They're just going to call. Um, All the draws did not 000. miss. All the draws did not miss. Okay, clubs come in. Yeah. Here. Um, he bets forty four thousand. Everything's different. Okay, yeah. first of all, it's got to be a bluff, right? He's got to be trying to get jacks or a ten to fold, right? Kind of all day. I can. I'm confident about this one. Yeah, yeah. This is a bluff. No, no, no. I agree. And it feels like it's really targeted, at like ace ten or jack jack yeah. to me, or jack ten or whatever. Um, some version of that stuff. I guess no, no. You figure you figure top pair is always betting, even though it didn't. So yeah, it's mostly a ten or jack jack. All right. So here's my version of Hank's thought process that got him here. Okay. All right. I can think. I, I think I know what it is. Go ahead. So. He's going to assume that Espen often has a showdownable hand when he checks both streets having three-bet preflop, right? Yeah, sure. So those hands are pretty much all beating nines except for eights. I mean, I don't know if that's true, but go on. I mean, most of them are. A, a number of them are, yes. The majority by okay, a lot. Okay, okay. So don't give me your... your we, can have, we can have... There can be other bad pocket pairs besides just eights that could have played it just like this. Sevens, sixes, fives, could have, not fives. Less and less likely to three-bet. Yes, bet. yes. And maybe would have bet the flop also more. But we would have thought Espen would have bet the turn anyway. So who knows? Go on. I mean, you could have ace-king and play it this way. You know, that's... Ace-king is top pair on the turn. Though. I know. He might check it back for the same reason. Oh, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, if he has king-jack, he can have ace-king. Yeah. I don't know what Hank knows about Espen. But um, so anyway, we think that Espen probably has a showdownable hand most of the time. And a lot of those hands beat us, right? So that's, yeah, sure. that's thought process number one. Yep. Part two is... It feels unlikely that Espen has clubs and we could have clubs. We have the nine of clubs, too, which makes it all a little bit better. Yeah. 
Yep. Part three is those Shodownable hands don't really care about the clubs. They're planning on calling the river. That's the whole plan the whole way, right? So how do I change their plan? Well, maybe if I bet three yep. times the pot, that'll is, change their plan. This is a way to change the plan for sure. So those are all relatively reasonable thoughts, yep. right? It's I just agree. It's just a huge amount of risk to, uh, to see if those thoughts are correct. Right. Exactly. It yeah. seems weird to risk this much. By the way... Do we need to bet this much to fold out a 10 or jack-jack or something like that? Can we bet 24000 instead of 44000 and have this pretty much the same result? I would argue we could. I think you're probably right. So he might have had... He might have the right idea, but maybe he went too far with the sizing. Yep. And sometimes he's just folding out pocket eights. Yeah. <laughs> where like a $3,000 bet might get called. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes by pocket I mean, eights. he's not going for value ever. It's fine. That's... Yeah. I know. I got no problem with him not going for value, um, for sure. So I'm saying that $3,000 is kind of a meaningless thing to throw out there. Like okay. You're never doing that. Okay. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so, so first of all, I think it's, I think he's bringing like a bazooka to um, like a machine gun fight when he just doesn't need to. He needs a machine gun, but not a bazooka. Right. He needs yeah. to bring a machine gun to like a Glock fight. Yeah. So he's bringing a, like a, a bomb to a, a knife fight. And I just don't know what that's about. Like it's getting very confusing. <laughs> with knives the wa- only in here, bro. <laughs> the weapons are very confusing. <laughs> It made sense to me, but I hear you. Okay. He's so, bringing a lightsaber. So let's talk about this. So, okay. So we understand what he's doing. We think he's spending too much to do it, but we understand why, what he's doing and probably why. Right? So I don't actually hate the thought process. I don't either. I think he's overspending to do it, but I think, but I, I don't, I don't hate it at he, all. He even has the nine of clubs just in yep. case Espen can check back clubs. He blocks them a little bit. Yep. He actually blocks the straight and the flush. Yeah. That's kind of cool. I mean, these are unlikely straights. Yeah. Um, and even unlikely flush is based on the way the hand played up, but still not impossible. Okay, so on that level, I'm with you. Second thing is, what story are we telling? What story exactly are we telling here? Clubs. To get called by what? That went check, 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 check. Yeah, it's, that's the... Doesn't make any real sense. That's the thing about poker, man. It's, it's tough to make the story make sense when you do something like this. doesn't make any real sense at all. It's super weird. Now, we see Michael Adamo do this sometimes in tournaments yeah. successfully, but part of it is because his, his rep is that... He absolutely has bluffs here, too, like real bluffs and absolutely has the nuts here, too. Like we see him do it with both sides of it, um, and it makes it very hard for him to play against him, right? Or he'll, he'll check, 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 or very small bets, and suddenly he bets seven times the pot, both with the nuts or a nutted type hand and with a bluff. The story might not matter that much, though, because right. of the value proposition being offered to Espen. It is and very bad. If you don't have a ton of data on Hank and don't have multiple instances of him doing stuff like this, is it really worth calling off three times the pot with? With a king? Well, let's ask a, let me ask a slightly different question that plays into it, okay. which is what better hands do we have here that we play this way? I can think of ace a king. Maybe ace-king. Maybe once in a while clubs. Maybe a few clubs, yeah. Um, it would probably have to be ace-ten of clubs or whatever ten of clubs or queen. I, he might check back a queen on the flop too. So queen X or ten X of clubs probably are the ones that get here this way. Okay. Um, there aren't, but probably not. Probably we're betting a lot of our clubs on the flop. Yep. Especially when we're three betting pre, we probably have a lot of ace exa clubs, yep. which are hands we can get in with. We don't have to worry about getting check raised on the flop so much. You mean more. the turn? Because the clubs uh, come on the turn. Oh, they come on the turn. Yeah, okay, I do mean the turn. So it's actually a little more of a reasonable yeah. check because we have less equity. Yeah. Okay, it's a little different. Still, you generally expect on the king of clubs, that's, that's such a good card to bet. That's why I was saying the queen x or 10x of clubs yeah. because he might check back on the flop with showdown value turn the club and feel like a showdown value is good enough yes. and he's a deceptive flush draw. Whereas if okay. he had like ace eight of clubs, he's probably betting the turn, yep. right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Um, okay. So, so there are some better hands that we can call with for sure. Yeah, but we don't have that many clubs. And we have so many worse hands that we play this way too, to be clear. Like, yes. All of them that we check, go check, check, which are like a lot of mediocre hands are probably going check, check. Any 10, um, actually pocket nines, um, jack, jack, I assume, um, Maybe other smaller pocket pairs. Um, hard to come up with much else, actually. Yeah, I mean, we probably don't have to call with too big nope. of a chunk of our range when the guy bets three times the pot. No, nope. it's 44 to win 58. Yeah. But we do have to defend to some degree, and we're not always going to have clubs. Right. So now we're just down to ace, king, and king, queen as like the next one's down. It seems like it. Do we ever have two pair here? It's so hard to have two pair. It's pretty hard. I don't know if we really can ever show up with two pair. We block straights with the jack. Cool. Is Hank ever repping straights, or is he repping only clubs? I think when he moves in for this much, he's mostly repping clubs. But I guess he could maybe have a straight, because it's hard for Espen to have, to have clubs himself. Yeah. Um, 
So maybe. The maybe jack might be like a slightly meaningful blocker. Maybe. If we had king jack off with the jack of clubs, do we just have to slam dunk call? Yes. Yeah. I think we do. Um, so maybe that's part of his decision making is the fact that he doesn't have any clubs in his hand. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess. Um, is, do you want to call here? Is that what you're leaning towards? I don't know. I don't know what I want to do. Look, if we don't have any data on Hank, we should just fold. Yeah. Because we've seen guys turn over a good hand too often in this spot. But it's Hustler Casino Live. The stream makes people do weird it's things. Hustler Live Casino. <laughs> um, I don't know what I want to do as Espen. I can understand. If you're not sure, you should probably just fold when it's three times the pot. Like, that's got, that should be your, just your default spot. Yeah. Right? Like, don't be such a freaking hero. You don't have to be. Like, put yourself have in a, a good reason to be a hero. Put yourself in the cash games that you play in, right. Jonathan, and against a player that you haven't played against before, and this happens. Like, you're just going to fold. And, yeah. And the times when I don't fold to, like, because I'm like, I'm not going to fold just because he does that. I yeah. don't like his story. I'm often wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and I lose a big pot for no real reason. You know what I yeah. feel like? That was dumb as shit. Yeah. You know, I, I do, I'm definitely guilty of that once in a while. You you're know, a bit I'm, try, of a, I'm trying to curtail that more. You're a bit of a hero. Yeah, yeah. Captain, more of a hero than I should be. Captain I America. Say. I am. Um, so I'm trying to curtail that a little bit more. I think not playing for the last few years has really brought that piece of me out a little bit too much. So <laughs> I'm working on that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we're supposed to follow this Espen unless we know Hank is bluffy and right. weird and does weird mergy things like this too. Because this is sort of, ultimately, this is a mergy bet, right? Nines could be good. It's a flashy bet, man. It is that. And it works. Yep. Espen folds. So yeah, I think with this data on Hank, now maybe next time, if people, the pros who watch that happen are going to be calling Hank when, yep. he, when he does moves like this. Maybe Hank will have it sometimes. You know, who knows? Yeah, yeah but I think everyone who watches the stream, and that's everyone, really, whoever plays in this game, is like, okay, when Hank does a super big bet kind of out of nowhere, I just have to call a little wider yeah. with, like, better hand. You know, I, I can't be like, oh, I just can't call with only the very top of my range. You can't do that with Hank. Who, we don't spots. really know how often Hank is doing this. Obviously, nope. this is the only hand you and I have ever seen of Hank. But he did have a pretty good hand to do this with. If he's going to have true. this move in him as a bluff. That's a good point. Ha, blo like two blockers to a straight and one blocker to a flush. That's yep. pretty good. Yep. It's yeah. incredibly hard to get called by almost anything yeah. when you move in with, with the nine of clubs in your hand. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty cool. I agree. Uh, but it's going to be really hard to get away with this in the future if you tell a really bad story as Hank because people are probably going to be much less inclined to believe it now. Yep. Yep. It'll be interesting to see if it happens again. Yeah, watch out for that merge. Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them tongue-tied I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne I'm going to be traveling the globe We still have time to make